schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now no anthem today hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 33, Kansas, the Big 12 Tournament Quarterfinal Edition. And I said at the end of the last episode, what if West Virginia held Kansas to under 80? Well, they did. Unfortunately, West Virginia barely broke 60. It was that kind of day. West Virginia gets bounced from Kansas City, from the Big 12 tournament, 78-61. to Not the first time and probably not the last time that Kansas goes 3-0 versus West Virginia in a season. Who would have thought that West Virginia wouldn't – number one, you already lost twice to Kansas. Yes, you played them close in Allen Fieldhouse. But Kansas rested West Virginia – plays like 18 hours after a win, like not even a full 24 hours. And, you know, they barely broke 20 in the first half. They just didn't have it. Dewan Harris, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, was guarding Stevenson. And he was guarding him like he was the Defensive Player of the Year in the conference. He did very well. At 6-1, he guards. And he does a lot of stuff. He was in total control of this game. Jalen Wilson led the Jayhawks in points, but Dewan Harris led the Jayhawks today. After the K-State game, I went through the league. as like, who in the conference am, from each team am I scared of the most? Because just coming off of Kansas State and being terrified of Noel – Went through the list, and Kansas, plenty of guys. Jalen Wilson would be the obvious standout, but I'm scared of Harris because he he is really good at basketball and really good on both sides of the floor. 13 points today, eight assists, five steals, guarded Stevenson, shut him down. Only two turnovers from Harris. Both ends of the floor, he was the guy. Whatever the other stats say, Harris was the guy today, took care of business, and Kansas really got whatever they wanted in the second half. I mean, West Virginia made some shots, got it down to five, you know, kept it right around eight, and they just could not get a stop on the defensive end. Kansas scored, it felt like, every single time down the court. And that's how it goes in Kansas City. West Virginia, go go figure, West Virginia looked tired. <laughs> go figure, West Virginia essentially was playing a road game. I mean, everybody's on the road at the tournament, right? Kansas City. And that's just how it goes. Is Well, and also, like, those things are true, not excuses, just facts. And also, probably a fact, Kansas is a better basketball team than West Virginia. And there's no shame in that. Kansas is going to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament. That means you're one of the best teams in the country, and they proved it every time they played West Virginia this season. So best of luck to the Jayhawks in the NCAA tournament. 
Best of luck to Bill Self. Was not on the sidelines today. He was in a hospital dealing with health issues. So get well soon, Bill Self. And West Virginia's out of the Big 12 tournament. Kansas moves on and they play Iowa State. And wow, that is going to be a battle. In Kansas City, since West Virginia's been in the Big 12 tournament, Kansas has won this thing four times and Iowa State's won this thing four times. And so Iowa State comes out today, beats Baylor for the third time, I believe. And they look great after really blowing it against West Virginia a few games ago. They're back on track. Caleb Grill kicked off the team. They beat Baylor in the regular season finale and then beat them again. That's really difficult to win back-to-back games against a team. And Iowa State just did that. And that's like, have you seen the end games? Have you seen Avenger end games? That final battle, I don't want to spoil it. You should definitely watch that movie. But at the end, the battle between the the two sides, that's what Kansas and Iowa State is going to be like tomorrow. And I'll tell you, responsibly, I placed a small wager at DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code TBPN, for Kansas to win the Big 12 tournament. And I put a small wager on Iowa State to win the tournament. Now, one of those... Cannot win. (laughs) Can't win both of those bets, but I'm pretty confident that one of those teams are going to do it. And one of those teams just has to win two more times. Texas is on the other side, though. They look good today. They've been strong all season, and they won it last year. So it's not like they haven't won it. Can they go back-to-back? We'll see. West Virginia is not going to win it, and that's okay. You know, we West Virginia's in a situation. It's weird. You know how many times I've got in front of this microphone this season and said, this is a must-win game. This is a must-win game. Seventh or, you know, seventh or eighth time, I'm saying this is a must-win game. It's not probably not the best thing to have that many must-win games. And yet you get to a single elimination tournament, and I'm watching these games – saying, you know, this isn't a must win. (laughs) It's kind of, uh, that doesn't really make sense, but it makes sense in my mind. And that's where West Virginia will leave it. And now we look to Sunday. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. NBA coming out of the All-Star break, Javon Carter, a starter still for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're wearing purple. That's a royal color. Maybe do a same-game parlay with the Bucks. Here's what you do. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Now we look to the selection show. Where is West Virginia going to show up in the field of 68? And West Virginia is going to make the NCAA tournament. I know that as a, I am not a bracketologist, but there are bracketologists out there. Bracket Matrix keeps track of a bunch of people that keep track of this. All of them before the Kansas game had West Virginia in the field. All of them after the Kansas game is going to have West Virginia in the field. So now it's just a matter of where do they land? And so before the Kansas game, West Virginia won one loon with love and respect. One loon had West Virginia as a six seed. And out of a hundred, I think a hundred bracketologists, one said there's a there are six. So that would lead me lead me to believe that WVU will not be a six seed. That is the highest of respect to the Big 12 conference. And totally based on that has to be a computer bracketologist. So they're not going to be a six. The range, the true range, there's a handful of bracketologists that have West Virginia as a seven seed. A large number have West Virginia in the eight to nine category. And then a decent number of bracketologists pegging West Virginia as a 10 seed. Where do we want to see West Virginia's name show up in the bracket on Sunday? I have a strong preference after doing some research and just you, you fill out a bracket every year. I don't know the math by heart. What goes into your mind when you see the bracket? Everybody says check the 512, right? Where the 12 seed historically mathematically way better than they should be versus five seeds. That's a common knowledge history thing. Outside of that, you know, and one seeds win. One seeds win outside of that one time. Remember University of Virginia, who has a national championship since then? Outside of Virginia, one seeds win. Those are the two things I, I truly know about the NCAA tournament. Ones win and 12s win way more than they should given the probabilities. West Virginia's in the 7 to 10 category. So where do we want them? Let's just say that the 8 or 9 seed is not great. <laughs> if you want, let's say you want West Virginia to win a couple of games in the NCAA tournament, which I think is possible with the right layout, with the right seeding and path. West Virginia is very capable of getting to the second weekend. They are not as capable if they fall on the eight or nine seed line. Did some research, went to bracketresearch.com. God bless these people. Good historical information there. And here's what history says about being an eight or nine seed. First of all, this is this should come as no shock to anybody. The eight nine game in the NCAA tournament, pretty even. <laughs> Who would think that the seeds that are really close to each other that would produce a basically 50-50 outcome? But that's what it is. With the nine seeds having a slight historic edge in the first round game. So 
totally makes sense. Coin toss game in the first game. West Virginia, you would like their chances winning a coin toss game. But if you win and think about just mentally picture a NCAA tournament bracket, if you win the 8-9 game, your reward every time in history, except for that one time with Virginia, you're playing a one seed. And that's the problem. (laughs) That's a major problem, historically. Eight seeds have gotten to the Sweet 16 9% of the time. Nine seeds, while they've done a little bit better than eight seeds in the first game, they've gotten to the Sweet 16 5% of the time. So nine out of 100 times as an eight seed, you're making the Sweet 16. And five out of out of every hundred times historically, you're getting to the second weekend as a nine seed. Those are not good odds. Those are very terrible odds. So I'm hoping that the committee doesn't put West Virginia in the eight or nine category and in the bracket matrix before the Kansas game, West Virginia was in the nine seed average of the bracket matrix. So maybe if they lose to Kansas, that maybe drops them to a 10. Or these are what the bracketologists think. None of these bracketologists are on the tournament selection committee. So maybe the committee, not like the loon who has West Virginia as a six, but maybe they see West Virginia's body of of work, see how much the computers love them. The Big 12 anthem says no nights off. West Virginia's schedule this year no bad losses okay maybe okay the texas tech one at home one bad loss and that's not a that's not a song that could be an anthem but maybe they get a seven seed or more probable they fall to a 10 seed on paper we should be rooting for one of those two things to happen because the math looks much better if you're in the 710 game First of all, when you win, you aren't playing a one seed. You're playing a two seed, which shouldn't be that much different, right? But the math gets so much better. Seven seeds have beaten the 10 seed 61% of the time, historically. So not a coin flip like the 8-9 game, but it's not Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber either. You're not So you're telling me there's a chance. 39%, that's not terrible odds. And you would argue West Virginia coming out of a tough conference, playing a seven seed that didn't play in the Big 12, having a week's rest and not a day's rest. You like West Virginia's chances. I like West Virginia's chances as a 10 playing a seven seed. So not a coin flip. Here's where the math gets important for getting to the second weekend. Seven seeds get to the Sweet 16 19% of the time. So that's more than double the chances of an eight seed getting to the second weekend. If West Virginia, which more than likely not a seven, it ends up as a 10 seed, 10 seeds historically get to the sweet 16, 16% of the time. So it's 16 out of 100. Again, not great, but nine seeds get there 5% of the time. So more than triple the chances of getting to the second weekend historically by being a 10 seed. So we've got to root for West Virginia to not show up on that 8-9 line. History is on the 7-10 and 10 side, the 7-10 game. 
That being said, here's the problem this season with being a 7 or 10 seed. Two Big 12 teams are on the two line in the bracket matrix as I'm recording this. And guess what? Two of those four teams that are projected as a two seed are Big 12 teams. And West Virginia is 0-4 versus those two teams. And I'm talking about Baylor and Texas. Both projected as two seeds. Maybe with Baylor's loss a day, maybe that slips them to a three. But if that holds and both teams are two seeds, you don't want to be playing Baylor or Texas in your second game if you can get to the second game. But the other two projected two seeds are two Pac-12 teams, UCLA and Arizona. And UCLA, they're really good. Very experienced guys who have made deep runs in the NCAA tournament. Arizona, recently they've been really, really good. Not UCLA good, but they've been good. They have a coach that that used to coach with Gonzaga. They play fast. They play smart. They're really good at offense. You don't want to, you know, those are two really good teams, but those prospects as a two seed historically better than playing the one line. So if we're, if the tournament selection special on Sunday is like the board game clue, what do we want to see in the envelope for West, West Virginia? Or what do you, what do we want to project of what's in the envelope? I want the Mountaineers in the Eastern time zone as a 10 seed in the side of the bracket with, let's just say Arizona of all the options right now. That's what I want the envelope to have. Can West Virginia beat Arizona? They're going to be an underdog. And they're going to be, they probably will be an underdog in their first game. Maybe not because of how well the Big 12 has done this year and how the odds are based a lot on what computers say. But that's what I want in the envelope. What I don't want to see in the envelope is West Virginia out in Las Vegas or Sacramento as a nine seed. That is, (laughs) again, not bad for the first game, but in, in wishing them into a sweet 16, we do not want that envelope. (laughs) And just know everything that I've said here is pure speculation. Anything that I've said has zero effect on what happens in the selection show. So I have not jinxed anything. I haven't reverse jinxed anything by talking about what I'd like to see for West Virginia when the selection show happens on Sunday. This episode of Unreasonable Down is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. What you doing Saturday, March 18th? Maybe you'll be watching WVU play basketball. One can only hope. But there's other things to do. Like go to the Barbersville Delta Hotel Saturday, March 18th. Guess who's going to be there? Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. They're going to be set up in the hotel. They're going to have sports cards. They're going to have collectibles. You can peruse buy things, maybe bring your stuff, they'll buy it from you. Go to the Barbersville Delta Hotel if you're in the Barbersville Huntington area 
Saturday, March 18th. Or anytime, call Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Tell them you've got stuff. They can buy it from you. 304-416-3631. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. So the next game for West Virginia, I don't know what it, I don't know when they're playing again and who they're playing against. But we're going to find out Sunday. Their name is going to get called on the on the tournament selection show, one of the best television shows that takes place every year, except that one year, 2020. CBS, 6 p.m. They're going to flip cards around digitally. And on the other side of that card is going to be a school name. There's going to be a camera on a team of said school. And they're going to be excited to see their school name get flipped over. It's on paper. When I say that out and when I say that out loud, it's like, is that is that really a good television show, Josh? It is. It's the best. Love it. It's it's one of my favorite television shows that I look forward to every single year. It's drama. There's not there's not drama like a basketball game. It is pretty formulaic. You know the beats of it. You find out who the one seeds are. They talk to somebody in the committee after they've they've done all the names and say, "How come this team didn't get in or this team got in? Can you tell me why?" And then they answer the question or they kind of don't. And then that's it. And but after that show, you can you can print out a bracket physically on a piece of paper, print out a bracket, and then you can grab the pen or pencil of your choice and go to town on said bracket. It's great. It's an interactive show. I love it. And when you have a school that you root for and care about, and you know that their name is going to be called in that television show, it's great no matter what. But when your school is in it, the show hits different. Am I doing that right? I think I am. It, it, they, it's that much better. It takes a show that is my favorite no matter what, it makes it even more favorite. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And then this year, this is Jim Nance's last call of an NCAA Final Four. So that's something. Charles Barkley's going to be there, and he hasn't He's probably watched the game in Morgantown, and I'm sure he's watched some college basketball on TV. But you don't know that, and it doesn't matter because Charles Barkley is great at television. He was great at basketball when he played basketball. He's great at television as well. Kenny Kenny Smith's going to be there. Jay Wright's going to be suited up, but he's not going to be on the sidelines. He's going to be in a studio talking at halftimes and before games. So many AT&T commercials are coming. So many AT&T commercials. You know they're coming and they're going to be stuck in your head. There's going to be impractical jokers commercials. It's that time of the year. It's the true TV time of the year. Kevin Harlan's going to be screaming somewhere, calling a game, excited. Shout out to Gus Johnson, who's not... A CBS guy anymore, but I, you know, Kevin Harlan will will do. You know, it's the best time of the year, and it's even better because the Mountaineers will be part of the festivities again. 
let's let's really mentally try to get West Virginia in that seven ten game. <laughs> I guess there's an outside chance they they play in Dayton. I don't. None of the bracketologists have that, but that's the thing. They're all guessing. None of them get it exactly right. The only group of people that get it exactly right, all 68 teams correct, and all of the seedings right, the only people that get that right every year is the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. That They are batting, and I looked this up, the tournament committee, as far as knowing who gets in the tournament, they are accurate 100% of the time. <laughs> and then everybody else is not 100%. They can be really good, not 100. The committee never lost. <laughs> so we wait until Sunday, and there will be a podcast Sunday night where I'm going to give you my bracket thoughts maybe another bonus episode talking with the bracket with somebody else who's informed we'll get there and we'll have fun you know let's just cherish this you see Bayheim disappear who knows what's going to happen with syracuse the texas tech situation they're in flux they're not going this year it you shouldn't take it for granted so every time the mountaineers make the ncaa tournament enjoy it cherish it because you never know you know yolo i don't know i'm definitely not doing that right that's it for this episode of unreasonable doubt listen on all the platforms or just pick one apple podcast spotify overcast amazon podcast youtube until next time i'm josh with wvu for the 2022 2023 season They have 19 wins and they have 14 losses.